0: Good day. This is George Nightingale here to tell you about the Pinball and Cool Stuff podcast. That's right, Ian Rodriguez is here to deliver the best news, rumors, and updates in the pinball hobby. Welcome and God bless you. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me. It is uh, Monday, August thirty first, two thousand twenty. Welcome to the Pinball and Cool Stuff Podcast. Lots of to talk about today. I was on Twip this morning, getting the news, the news, and maybe rumors is abound this week. All right. So I hope you guys had a great weekend. We had a great weekend. We swam a lot. We went to the beach. It's still summer out here in Southern California in August, so it'll be nice and warm until October, so able to run around on the beach and enjoy the sand with my little kids, boogie boarding, swimming, sand castles, and of course, whatever the heck else we happen to do during this time in summer COVID season. Very, very fun summer overall, though, so... What kind of rumors are we looking at lately? So allegedly tomorrow, Tuesday, September 1st, there may be a reveal by Stern. And I find this intriguing. So the rumor was previously that Keith Elwin was designing Jaws, I think it was. Or no, I'm sorry. Keith Elwin was designing, was it Godzilla? Alright, that was a Canada rumor. Now the rumor is Keith Elwin has already completed designing the Avengers Infinity Wars game. Now that would be the comic book version of the game. Evidently, there was a teaser released by Stern. If you haven't seen it, go check Twip, where they had all the all the Marvel characters. All right, so that rumor seems well confirmed by now, right? Um, every time Stern issues a teaser with that sort of uh, IP in it, you get exactly what they're what they're hinting at. So it's going to be a Marvel t- theme, which is pretty popular. Obviously, the Marvel the Marvel movies have hit their stride and come and gone now, but I think it's still a hot IP. So, um, I guess the only question is, how that, how's that design gonna go? And allegedly, Zombie Yeti is doing the artwork, and as we well know, um, Keith Elwin and Zombie teamed up on Iron Maiden for a very successful Game of the Year effort. Um, so I'm really pumped. I'm pumped for the art, <clears throat> ma- mainly, in conjunction with the design, because I love Keith Elwin, and who doesn't? Very, very exciting time, and with a teaser coming uh, just a few days ago, I would assume that the rumor of tomorrow's reveal is true. So stay tuned and uh, keep your eyes peeled because it looks like we may be getting first reveal pictures tomorrow. Now, I don't know where you get your reveal info, but IGN usually provides it. I'm hoping to get it somewhere else this time, but it looks like that's, that's kind of where Stern goes to. So I'll check online tomorrow morning, and it's my hope that we will be discussing our initial reaction to Stern's new title by Keith Elwin tomorrow morning, or tomorrow afternoon, after I have a chance to take some notes and to get some details from the game. Very, very fun, very exciting, and I really do hope it's Keith's game, because he deserves a double renaissance this year after being sort of squashed by Elvira last year, which I thought was kind of an unfair move, but I guess Stern does what they have to do. Yeah, his Jurassic Park game was essentially stolen, the Thunder was stolen by the the very close release of Elvira House of Horrors, which I think it was two to three weeks, was it three weeks after? In any case, Keith deserves the glory. He's the greatest designer, probably, of all time at this point. Uh, Excuse me, of modern times, not of all time. I'll get back into Pat Lawler in a minute, who I think is the greatest designer of all time. But um, yeah, Keith is excellent. So it's a very, very good time. We're coming back to pinball, of course, as COVID wanes and disappears into into the worst of our memories. So let's get back to pinball and having fun. Another discussion point is Raza will be released and sold in September, so that's tomorrow. Um, Raza, I guess the production model, will be revealed hopefully in the next week. So Deep Root's got a game, and uh, we're all going to be happy to see it. I think, uh, was it Bruce Nightingale, made a very important point on the Super Awesome Pinball show, which I listened to earlier yesterday. Uh, Bruce said that the only thing that's going to cause him to be interested in Deep Root is price, and I've said this before on my show, but I think it's worth... Repeating if they come in at fifty one hundred dollars for a standard model or a pro model. I think they're gonna be competitive I don't know if they're gonna be able to compete with Stern at the at the price point Stern has now though Because they don't have the same licenses. So let's all hope that deep root comes out with a forty nine ninety nine price tag on their game Which will draw more people into the hobby at a cheaper price point for a full-size production machine and uh, Anyway fingers are crossed, but that game looks really cool. That game looks fun. I would love to play it. I just hope it's priced accordingly. I don't know if you guys heard, but Attack from Mars is being remade again. So, Attack from Mars by CGC is being produced. Uh, Once again, they're making a limited run. Um, Obviously, they're just trying to fill the line during their pre-production of their next game which rumor has it is not going to be Cactus Canyon, so earlier reports and rumors, which I even echoed of Cactus Canyon being the next game by Chicago Gaming have uh, allegedly been squashed so no Cactus, we'll see what happens I think they're going Big Bang Bar Big Bang Bar and why is because, as I said before, the price tag of that game is up in the $18,000 range or $16,000 range, it would make sense to come sell it for seven. And make a killing like CGC tends to do with the higher-priced old Williams games. In any case, Big Bang Bar at six grand for a classic edition would be a steal. I think the game is excellent, and I think Chicago would give it the treatment and make it a real, real attractive title for anybody to get. Um, it's a little edgier theme, as we all know, a little bit of uh, adult adult images, not necessarily pornography, of course, but you have women on there. Uh, you also have some thematically child inappropriate things so you know I'll leave it to you to do your research on that but I think in my opinion it's not a not a very family friendly game but they've already done family friendly and it's time to get a little bit of edge on their title which is a good idea um, a lot of guys on Pinside are always saying hey I'm tired of kids themes. let's get a let's get a grown up title in here and I tend to agree it's it's a little bit leaning towards kids themes, mostly in pinball and it'd be nice to get a little edgier content into our wonderful hobby so I got my uh my Earthshaker game and and it I didn't know this, but it's Pat Lawler's second game he ever designed, and his first was Bonsai Run, of course. And I'm really impressed by the game, I'm really impressed by it because I'm learning about it. Very, very simple rules, as I mentioned before, it literally is, you qualify earthquake zones and you lock balls, and you get multiballs. That's about it, there's a couple side little quick multiballs, but for the most part the game is simply light the locks, shoot the locks, have multi balls over and over and over and I've grown, to, I've grown pretty accustomed to the rules, and it's, it's pretty simple, and I love it. But the most impressive part to me is the design of the playfield, which of course is the case with every Lawler game I've played. The design is really, really incredible. It's just got a couple of shots on there that are just ahead of their time, in my opinion. So the right flipper to left loop spinner shot is fantastic. If you whip it really, really hard, you hit right flipper over the upper left flipper, through the spinner on the loop, and it loops back to the upper left flipper for an immediate one-timer. I just think that shot is brilliant, and I have not seen it in any other game. I've never seen a shot that goes lower flipper to a loop, past the upper flipper, back around to the upper flipper for a one-timer shot. Never seen that, so I'm very, I'm very interested in this game. It, It just, the design is super fun. The side ramp is amazing. The upper flipper loop shot is absolutely satisfying. Uh, The center ramp is really cool and simple. Uh, The drop target bank, which is kind of a sweepable drop target bank in the upper left quadrant, is uh, a really neat feature. And I like the idea that you can hit it through there and it hits the pops, but then feeds into your upper left flipper consistently, so it's a feed shot. Uh, And then of course the scoop, the little uh, saucer shot above the upper left flipper, which then feeds the upper left flipper. So there's lots of ways to get to the upper left flipper. None of them are really loop shots unless you hit that loop repeatedly. But the, game, the gameplay is fantastic. I'm really grateful to have the game in my collection. And it, like Roadshow, I don't believe will ever leave my collection. So I'm looking forward to playing more and more of it. And I've been showing it to people and my family and the kids and everything else. And they, they seem to enjoy it. I'm going to get some lights on it. It needs some lighting. It needs some more some more illumination on the playfield and behind by the back panel. So it's going to be a fun little project going forward and really looking forward to digging in and taking care of that. Um, so a friend of mine was saying, are you going to restore the game? It's an 89, you know, it's 31 years old. What do you think? And I was thinking about doing a soft restoration, and it, I guess that's the term for it, right? Where you literally buy new plastics, you clean everything you uh you go through you kind of take top side off a little bit and then you put new plastics on new lights um new rubbers uh and you polish the ramps if you can you polish the rails if you can I guess you can always do that you just remove them right but anyway it's kind of a you don't do a play field swap and that's the the gist of it you make your game look really nice topside without doing a complete play field swap I was considering doing it um the soft restore, that is, until I realized you literally can't buy brand new plastics for the game. Marco Specialties, seemingly our only provider of those types of things, is always sold out of plastics of all games on Williams uh, in the 80s and 90s. So unfortunately, I can't do the plastic soft restore with some of the other elements of the restore, and I'm just probably going to, you know, keep it clean and maybe put some LEDs on it. And uh, enjoy the game for what it is. I certainly will not be doing a playfield swap, in case you were wondering. That's nothing that I am capable of doing. I would have to pay somebody, and I don't think I have the budget for that. Essentially, a playfield swap would cost me as much as the game itself, which is, to me, not necessarily an economical decision. Um, As I continue to play Earthshaker, though, I am reminded about how awesome a designer Lawler is, of course, but also about how awesome his other game, uh, many of his other games are, excuse me and that, uh, one of my favorites is Monopoly. I think I might just try to get my hands on one of those in the next, in the next six months. I just, I just always go back to that game and I always enjoyed it. And uh, unfortunately I can't convince one of my good friends to sell me his, so I'm gonna have to find a new outlet for the game. In any case, it's on my watch list. We all have our watch lists, everybody. You all know what's on yours, I know what's on mine. Um, not know, I'm not sure what's on the watch list for Jersey Jack, so let's segue into Jersey Jack's next game. The rumor has it that GNR is not the next game. Now, this is groundbreaking. As we know, for the past year, it's been repeated by everybody in the community that it is the next game. Who the heck knows, but the rumor now is Toy Story will precede Guns and Roses at Jersey Jack. Who the heck knows why, but that is the rumor. What do you guys think about that? I, I think... Marketing-wise, it's a good decision because Toy Story is fading into into memory now, and it's you better capitalize on the IP while it's still somewhat fresh in people's minds. Um, you can't just release a movie games ten years after the last movie was released, right? That doesn't make a lot of sense. So their, their time's running out, their timer, their their clock is ticking. They better get the game out. Um, although I think the drawback, of course, is they're gonna lose that that urgency from GNR fans that were anticipating GNR to be relief so I think they're going to lose some buyers there um, but in any case who are we to blame I don't know why they're doing it but um, that's the rumor and that's all I'm here to tell you let's see so I was going through my calendar as work continued in the, in the recent couple weeks and I was thinking about pinball shows and which ones I really want to go to this coming year Let's see, starting in October is Pinball Madness at the Museum of Pinball, of course. If it's open, I'm going. That's a, that's a guarantee. Um, finally, uh, excuse me. next would be the Open, the, the in-disc tournament in January at the museum. Uh, Arcade Expo 6.0 would be in March. Oh, both of those shows I'll be going to, no matter what. Under no circumstances will I miss them unless they don't hold the shows. I was thinking then about TPF, which is in late March, right after the ex, uh, the Arcade Expo. I'm considering going this year just because I I might have some free time, I might have the liberty to do so, and and I I figure I'm probably never going to get another chance to go until my kids get older, so that might be a good idea for me to uh, invest a little money and go check out what all the hoopla is about in Texas out there in Frisco. The flights aren't terribly expensive, the stay is probably just as affordable, and then it would be a life experience that I would never forget, so maybe TPF. Uh, Golden State Pinball Festival's coming up in Northern California. That's in May, as we all know. Um, That's that's a contender. I could probably just drive up there, but um, we'll see what happens. I really want to go to that one for the first time. That would be fun. In Mesa, Arizona is ZapCon. That's actually closer than the Northern California show. ZapCon is in Arizona. It's about four and a half hours away from my front door, so I could drive there no problem. Really want to go to that one. It would be a a long weekend-type trip. Um, So that's what I got so far. Uh, Cal Stream is in July, that might happen. Uh, I think Pinburg is in August next year, 2021. And that's kind of like a fantasy trip, like the once-in-a-lifetime, because it's East Coast, man. It's a lot of money, a lot of planning, and a lot of time off. So that might not happen next year, but um, it's on my radar, you know? So anyway, those are the shows, the ones that I'm considering going to, and uh, I'm really looking forward to as the dates come closer and as they approach to, to just nailing it down and doing something, because uh, traveling's a ton of fun, and if you don't hop on a plane a couple times a year, you don't know what you're missing, everybody, so be brave, wear your masks, get on a plane, and go have some fun this year, go to a show, go to a concert, do whatever, Uh, it'll be great. Anyway, I'm hopping on a plane on Thursday, as a matter of fact, of this week to go see my brother in San Francisco, so it'll be a good little trip to go see him and his wife and their son, and remind ourselves of... uh, how it was to have a a (laughs) one-year-old. Yeah, his son's one now. It'll be fun to see him. I haven't seen him in about a year. So I'm looking forward to flying up to San Fran on Thursday, coming back Sunday for a little quick adventure up there with them. So the, let's see, the Avengers Affinity, excuse me, I'm looking at my list here. Rumors, got that one. You know, the Chicago gaming rumors are abound, but it's worth noting that Theater of Magic has been in the rumor mill, as well as Toten. Now, if Toten's the next title from them, I might not be able to resist. I might pull out the Visa and pre-order that game. If, if, if Tales of the Arabian Nights is indeed the next game, man, that'd be a game changer, everybody. A $9,000 game by Williams becoming a $6,000 brand new CGC title might be too much to resist for a guy like me. We'll see what happens. All right, the final element of my show today is the pinball documentary that Twip provided us. So this guy compiled a bunch of awesome pinball media, documentaries and films, short films, and little blurbs about pinball throughout the years that have been created. And he put them on Google Drive. So go to Twip this week, this week's edition. Check out what he he provided us with regards to the pinball documentaries that were posted by a, a gentleman, I believe, on his public Google Drive. You can access them for free. There's about, I want to say 25 or maybe 30 videos there for our viewing pleasure. It's a good way to kill an afternoon if you got some time and uh, really catch up on your pinball history and to learn some of the players in the industry and some of the players in the museum and, and exhibition of pinballs, including the Arnold Fella from Vegas. And I don't know if John Weeks is in there, but hopefully he is. The Museum of Pinball should be featured if it's not. But anyway, that would be, that's a really neat freebie for us this week if we all have a chance to review it. I have not been doing a whole lot of Twitch viewing because I have a poor internet connection these days and I'm un- unable to access that streaming content. So I, unfortunately, my pinball viewing has been limited significantly. I'd love to go see Carl D'Angelo tear it up some more, but yeah, I don't really have that uh, connection at this moment. We'll see what happens. Anyway, incidentally, I am parked here in Carlsbad, California. The beach is calling my name. It's about 78 degrees, sunny, light winds, nice warm water in the ocean. I think I'll go get my feet get my feet wet. Thank you for joining me, everybody. Have a great Monday. Make it a great week if I don't talk to you. And as always, keep on flipping.